Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 118. This week on the show, I've got a super cool conversation with Will from Wind Waker. Um, tons of stuff that we went over with this. Um, we talked about the new album. We talked about uh, kind of you know, their evolution from being this DIY band, which they very much still are, uh, into, you know, being recognized by Hopeless Records and um, a lot of, a lot of, honestly, record labels and getting that recognition that, you know, what they were doing is, is something that people wanted to be a part of. Um, Again, we talked about the new album, Love Language, uh, which just dropped a c- couple days ago, uh, as of this uh, a- episode going live. Um, we got into a little bit of the song content as well. Like you guys know, I don't really do the whole tell me exactly what the song's about type of thing, uh, because I don't want to take it away from you guys. But we talk about just kind of the theatrics um, and the concepts and building these soundscapes and these emotions and um we talk about the power of music and how the the desire of will and the guys in in the band to create this music that not only resonates with them and you know is something that they're proud of and um kind of describes where they were at in life but also giving music to listeners to attach to their lives and help them through things or, you know, give them just heavy shit to go to the gym and and let out some frustration or get through the workout. So it was super dope talking to him. Um, a big shout out to him, obviously, with the time zone differences and everything. Um, really appreciate him making the time and uh, getting us in uh, together. So... Let's go ahead and dive into it, guys. This is my conversation with Will from Wind Waker. Um, so, yeah, I do start off with the same boring-ass question every time, just because it's the easy one. Uh, yeah. Who are you, and why are we having this conversation, man? Okay, so my name is Will. I'm the singer of Wind Waker. Uh, we just recently signed to Fearless Records in, in the States. We're an Australian band. Kind of just been a whirlwind of of just dropping singles every three weeks which i'm pretty sure is like an unconventional way to to uh, roll out music i think the the standard is like four to five weeks or something like that so Yeah. yeah we really haven't had any time to like process what's happening um and yeah it's just been a crazy time and we're just gonna push out more music yeah awesome well again i appreciate you uh taking the time to do this Um, the fearless thing is something I definitely wanted to touch on early in the episode because obviously being an Australian band, um, Mm. and it's such an American way to think about things, but you know, like being, being a quote unquote foreign band, like how hard is it to get recognized in the States coming from your own Island? Literally. Um, I think the hardest part was getting recognized here first because, um, I mean, like, obviously the States is a very saturated market and and there's, like, a lot happening. Uh, But, like, 
really drawing the attention of, of the local crowd. Like there's a lot of like competitiveness. Um, Australia has kind of become this like machine platform of like you'll it'll develop an artist and then and spit them out overseas and then they'll become like an international thing like Northland, Polaris, Thornhill. I'm sure you're aware of all, all of yep. those acts. Yours truly. Um, so yeah, there is like a lot of healthy competition and I think like getting noticed in Australia is like uh, it's it's very easy to to kind of like tarnish your uh, the way p people perceive you very early on because there's not like you know there's not a lot of stuff happening here so you really need to make like a good impression and, and stick around long enough and really do the right like we've we've been going for like six or seven years now and and just doing the grind and now that we've sort of like launched sort of like launched into the states i think things have kind of rolled pretty quickly because uh obviously like we have like a really good team now uh and everything's just like rolled out very quickly and yeah uh i feel like we've almost like oversaturated their channel <laughs> in a sense which is um put us on on people's radars and yeah i think the states I, I wouldn't say like it's easy to break into the states obviously not but that platform that we spent so much time like building in australia that has just like projected us straight into the limelight of of like here we are um you know if you like what we do listen to us if you don't then we'll yeah. we'll just you know fade into the shadows and hopefully whatever we do after this will be something that you dig but i don't know maybe not there's a lot yeah. of music out there listen to whatever you want for sure and i've talked about that before um i'm gonna forget the exact number but it's something stupid like sixty thousand songs a week or something like that get pushed Jeez. to spotify like yeah Holy yeah. shit. It's easy to get lost in the mud or find something else if you're looking. Word. Um, okay. I didn't I didn't realize that those are the sort of numbers we find yeah, with. It, yeah. It's insane. Um and That's I mean crazy. obviously nowadays it's so easy to get your music on Spotify or wherever because you can yeah. do your own. So many artists are just independent and yeah. just like in terms of like DSPs, you can just put it up on Disco Kid or whatever. So yep. Yep. Um let's talk a little bit about fearless, you know. So having you know been born and raised in the states um yeah fearless has always been i'm 37 so like fearless has always been yeah. like it's a household name it's cream of the crop when it comes to like indie labels quote unquote and like i don't even think it's fair to consider them an indie label anymore because they're such a household name and is, their yeah. roster were they an so indie label they are considered an indie label. i don't know about now but when they that's started whack. Out, like, that's why that's why i'm pretty sure they're like them. connected to to concord which is connected to umg and all yeah. that sort of stuff so yeah. uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh like outside looking in um like when we signed the deal and all that sort of stuff it was like this is way beyond anything like at beyond our ind independent capacity to right. like to to promote our music or whatever so i didn't know they were considered an indie label yeah. but that's yeah. crazy when, when I was growing up anyway, you know, make me sound old, but when I was growing up, it was like them, yeah. Hopeless Records, uh, Fueled by Ramen, Victory Records Aye. were like yep. Yep. the yep. core indie labels. Um, mm -hmm. And then even like Hopeless now, I think is part of Universal or Sony um, technically. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but no, like, you know, again, household name, such mm. an incredibly strong roster what's yeah. it like to come into to that label with such a strong roster and kind of how's it make you guys feel 
uh, I mean, a little bit alien. That's what I mean, like, when I said, like, we haven't had enough time to process what's happening. It's kind of like we've just, like, stepped in and all this stuff is happening. And, and like, these bands, like, I Prevail and, and um, Chase Atlantic, they're, they're considered, like, you know, label mates or whatever right. now. Um, but it, it still doesn't feel, like, real in the sense of, like, like belonging to that label. I'm sure we'll, like, come into our own in, in that sense. Right. But... Right now, it feels like, yeah, we've kind of just stepped in and, and there's like a lot of eyes on us and, and we're like, fuck, now we're like really expected to, you know, output something of, of the quality of these bands. Because these bands are like, you know, of, of ridiculous stature and, and yeah. have, you know, yeah, such no, like strong brands. So it's like now it's there's so much pressure on us to be like, obviously, like we want to be ourselves and we're in our own lane. But yeah, it's it's been a little bit intimidating to just like step into it and be like, fuck, like America is now staring at us. We're just some Australian band from the country. It's like, it's weird. And for anyone that, you know, doesn't know the roster of fearless, you know, you mentioned Mm -hmm. a couple of them, but like pierce the veil, you know, uh, movements, uh, yeah. Ice nine kills. Like there are so many artists that are just like volumes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, chunk no captain chunk grayscale like mm. these artists yeah. have been blowing up and like you said now to come into to their house quote unquote and be like hi yeah. we're new can we like <laughs> <laughs> we feel out of place but uh yeah it's it's strange it's definitely strange but and i i think the obviously the beauty of it is fearless has been in this game for so long they've got the tools to give you the right team and to really get you to that next level of, yeah, you know, again, it's such an American way of, of looking at it, but stepping off of Australia into America, they're able to, to give you that capability. Whereas, oh, for sure, you know, UNFD is an amazing label down yeah. in Australia, but it's a little harder to get overseas with it. Yeah. UNFD, like, like you said, amazing label, very rooted in, um, the Australian subculture. There's like almost like a community built around UNFD and it's this bubble, like they've created their own world where it's it's like this big cult of like bands. Um and like a lot of those bands do like get overseas and do that sort of thing, but it it does feel like UNFD uh as a community has this like so, certain feel to it. Um and it's not that we never like identify with that feel because we've been surrounded by it you know, those bands and, and we've grown with those bands, played with those bands. Um, it's more so, I, th- I think Fearless just made more sense for us in terms of like the characteristics we we look to develop in the future and, and sort of expand the walls on, you know, s- some more like electronic elements and that sort of thing. And I don't know, I, I think like in terms of like something that's... Uh, commercially accessible or, or palatable uh feel us like the perfect record label for us in in being ourselves but still um you know hitting some of those demographics we wouldn't have been able to do uh independently yeah i think that's one of the the best things about fearless and yeah you and fd's great at it too i i don't mean to dog them by any means and oh, no, you're not great, dogging them either great label yeah, uh, but I think what they do really, really well is 
they have figured out that, you know, over the years or, or wherever they figured it out, that there's a reason that you've made it to this level. Like, why would I bring you in and then change everything that you're doing? Like, you're still allowed yeah. to be yourself. You're still your creative. Yeah, dude. And they waited on on the sidelines for, for years. Like, they first hit us up in uh, 2019. Fearless hit us up. And they were just like, love what you're doing. Because, uh, like, we're, we're an independent band. So, uh, like, a, a DIY band. So, our drummer... Uh, Chris Lalek is our producer. He engineers everything. Uh, like half the vocals for the album were just done in this room, like just right. casually with like, you know, mattresses set up and all that sort of stuff. So I think that aspect was something that was like a bit enticing for Fearless. They were like, let's just like, you know, stand on the sidelines, see what this band can do. Um, and then, yeah, when we like first sent them the, I think we sent them some rough mixes of the album. We already had it like pretty locked in love language um we sent them that and they were like you know this is a this is like a match made in heaven we have to we have to do this we have to run with it um yeah. and it, it all happened very quickly after that it was you know paperwork immediately sent and all you know all the yeah yeah all, all the fun all that jazz back end <laughs> stuff that most people don't realize goes into it yeah no but i i think that's a a really cool story because you know if if anybody that doesn't know you guys were to jump on like Spotify right now, um, yeah. you know, and looking at your your top streaming most popular songs per Spotify, your top five, three of them are the new singles, you know. So yeah, like, yeah, it's amazing just how quickly this new album, which we're gonna get into in more detail, but how quickly yeah. this new album has been like, oh shit, here's a new sound, whether it's been fearless is promotion or just happened to, to land in the right yeah. places. Um, you know, I think it's incredible to see, like, like you said, you guys have been doing it five, six years now. Yeah. And now it, it's this moment where you're like, Hey, here's this thing we're really proud of. And people are accepting yeah. it. Yeah. And like with, with our um, previous EP empire, like just ticking off boxes. Cause we like came out of high school with like no expectations. We're just having fun with music and all that sort of stuff didn't dabble in the business. We had no idea about the scene because we, we grew up in uh, rural New South Wales in Australia, which is just like, you know, completely isolated. People just play sports, nine to five, all that sort of thing. There wasn't like a platform for, for heavy music or whatever. So when we moved to Melbourne and started doing all that, it was like, I don't know. I found like we really came into our own and, and just like develop more as uh, creatives and, and went down you know, those rabbit holes and it's, yeah, it's really like brought out a different side of us and everything from then has just spiraled, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I think the, one of the things I love about your band is, and this isn't me just blowing smoke because we're talking right now. Um, yeah. one of the things I love about your band though, is you don't fit into one box, you know, sure. On the surface, you're, you know, a metal band or a, a hard rock band, but like, if you sit down and listen to your music, like there's so many variations to what you guys do. What? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't it, know it, what to say to that. It's no, just no, like, <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely stems from uh, doing more listening than, than practicing. I think, I think we've kind of like stepped back over the past couple of years and, and been like uh, really, really taken into account the fact that everything we consume, not just, 
not just like audio, but like movies and like scores and all that sort of stuff. Like in a synesthetic sense, like the visuals of, of things, how much that plays into the, uh, the listener's experience, um, like with our videos and all that sort of stuff, like how much that really like influences how it makes you feel. That's been like a, a very important aspect. And, and we've just, yeah, been absorbing all these sounds and now it feels like we're ready to explode. And this album, like, it is uh, fairly eclectic with just the different stuff, like the mix mash of stuff that's going on. But we still, after we finished the album, we were still like, we're hungry. Like, we're, right, like, right. this is our, like, debut on, on, on uh, the international scene, I guess. But we're still, like, so hungry to, like, um, not necessarily prove to others, just but to prove to ourselves like how much further we can expand the walls and, and go deep into this uh, sort of like world of, you know, what we're developing. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a, a great way to put it because like to me, the I've been able to listen to the new album already. Um, hey, nice. Yeah, it's it's so. <laughs> um, and I'm a, I'm a big stickler about the first minimum the first two times that i listen to a record it's got to be front to back because yeah. there's a reason oh, that it's dude, a range for sure for sure um so my first listen through is usually just that like quote unquote surface level listen like seeing yeah. what his gauge me, you know whatever yeah mm. and then listen number two you start digging into lyrics and what's happening and the amount of space that you guys create within each song sonically is insane and like you you just go on a fucking ride through this album and it's incredible yeah. because you don't you don't adhere to this like well we have to put out a metal album because metal's what's hot and that's what we're going to be yeah. like no and that's the thing i don't know really cool necessarily thing. how implied that was either like i think it was more so just in the pandemic we we're all listening to like all of our different types of music everyone was off on their own as opposed to like with our previous EP Empire where we were all together collectively writing whereas this time we were separated so we were all like you know bouncing each other just random stems and ideas and there was just like a surplus of ideas and like so many things flowing in that it was like I think the challenge with this album was like how do we make this glue um in a way that's like not immature and just like a clusterfuck of just like gross get what I mean because like uh, a lot of bands um, you'll find, well, not necessarily a lot of bands, but you, you'll sometimes like stumble across songs where they've tried to like mix mash sounds and it, it doesn't like loop back into like the story or something like right. that. So the pacing was like very important for us. We had all these ideas and it was like, what are we going to bin and what like makes sense with this chapter and, and how it like, you know seamlessly transitions and that that was the difficult part it wasn't like writing the songs or whatever we had so many songs written it was just right. making it work as like one unit of music yeah and i mean correct me if i'm wrong i don't see the album mm. necessarily as a fully conceptual album like it's not oh no a, a no for sure. concept but there definitely yeah. is like this over overarching story that you kind of go on that journey and feel these different emotions and it feels yeah. like you said it, it feels intentional in that like you didn't go out and be like we're gonna do all this fucking synth shit on one song just because yeah exactly it. yeah yeah exactly like it, not not just for the flex kind of right. thing um and i think like that 
just like what you what you said then about it it being like just on the cusp of being a concept, but not exactly a concept. I think that just stems from again like the fact that we're listening to so many styles and and we're all experiencing our own uh, versions of reality in the pandemic. Yeah. So uh, I guess the the influence that like kind of washed over the songs was like there's this there's this character that's representative of everything we were feeling but it's it like encompasses yeah everything that we were like feeling and and we put it into this character that's not necessarily like it's not a coherent like uh, chronological order story but there are recurring themes and uh, I think that like shines through a lot, especially later in the album, it gets quite dark. Yeah. yeah and I, I think that's, you know, where kind of pun intended with the opening track being beautiful, like, but that's, what's beautiful about this album is like, it grows as you listen through, especially in yeah. order. A little bit grows. cheeky, a little bit playful, and then it just goes off into the deep end, down yeah. the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, and it, it really makes me think of, um, I mean, it's kind of life, right? Like, as a kid, yeah. it's playful, it's fun. And then mm. you hit teenage years, and there's that little bit of angst in the middle. And then yeah. a, as an adult, you're like, oh, shit, this is the real world. And I think that's yeah. what the album does, is like, oh, it's playful. Okay, they're getting a little angry about something, or there's something going on. And then, oh, shit, this is heavy. Yeah, dude, you you captured that that bang on, um, and also like I'm I'm intending on releasing uh, like a two hour podcast or, or something like to really um like flesh apart all the lyrics, but yeah, just you pretty much like nailed it. Then it's it's uh it's kind of like a, a trip the the album. It's a little little journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's dive into it a little bit. So one thing I, I never do because yeah. I feel like it takes away for people. I never yeah. ask specifically what a song is about anymore. Of course, it's a little bit of a cop out. Yeah. Well, and so often, like, you know, you can relate to this too. I'm sure like we make these connections with music and it means something mm. to us. But then when you hear like, oh, that song is really about this. It's like, oh, well, fuck. Like now, now yeah, I can't yeah, mean yeah, that yeah. to me. So. Yeah, that like level of ambiguity has to be man- maintained because it's like you never know what sort of experience somebody's having when they like listen to a song um, and, and also like time and place. Like if, yeah. if you're like sitting on a train and, and you've had a bad day and a song hits you at the right time, you don't want a song to be about something else for what you're feeling. Right. You want it to attach to you and be your like listening experience right so yeah uh, i feel like every song on this album gives um maybe like the opportunity uh because obviously every song's not going to hit for for every person but i feel like there's moments where it's like you know somebody can take something away and and be like oh this actually you know hits for me and and makes sense with what i'm going through yeah Yeah. Yeah, no i i totally agree and the I mean, I stopped asking that question a long time ago, but I saw relatively recently Kelly Clarkson has her, you know, talk show and she had Dave Grohl on and she asked him about learn to fly because she she thought that it meant this, like, it was this like super, like almost spiritual thing. And he's like, no, it's literally about me wanting to learn how to fucking fly an airplane. (laughs) And she's like, what? Dude, that's such a Dave Grohl response as well. It's like, (laughs) you're reading too much into this man. (laughs) Like, 
Sometimes easy listening, surface level shit, it's like, that's just what you're going for. It's like the listener is the one that is diving in and getting what they need out of the music. Right, right. And I'll, I'll paraphrase it because I don't remember the exact quote, but he's also like been on stage and said one of the things that he loves about music is yeah. he can write a song meaning one thing, but then when mm. it lives in the world, it means a million different things to a million different people. Word, word. And I think that's what, what all art is supposed to be. It's it's not supposed to be digested as this like one-dimensional thing that's like, I'm going to tell you how to feel. It's You put something out into the world, and, and the second you click the upload button, it, it takes on a, a life of its own. And that's right. kind of the way it, it should be. It's like creation versus consumption. Like yeah. as an artist, you, you create something with the intention of making people feel a certain way. But ultimately, that is without a, that's beyond your control. And you just have to let that chaos ensue and, and just, you know, see how it connects with people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you kind of touched on it, but let's get into a little bit about like the writing process for this album, you know, okay, yeah, obviously yeah. during the, the pandemic. Um, mm. So, so much lockdown. I mean, oh, you guys dude. went through some of the strictest lockdowns down there. Oh, oh. What was that like from a mental standpoint as well while trying to do this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest, uh, like obviously it was, it was just so uh, uh, devastating. Uh, like right off the bat, because obviously like, you know, we were seeing people around us, like loved ones, like just straight up, just pass away. Um, and then there was also like, you know, the pressure from ourselves to like produce something of like a high quality. And we had all these plans of like, you know, going into, you know, a proper studio and all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, so our initial thing was like, I think we had a Zoom meeting and we're like, we need to adapt and we need to adapt very quickly because there's going to be a delay in the world where people, uh, particularly musicians, there's going to be that period where, you know, you're trying to find your feet and you're like, how do we even make this work now? So there was that like that static period. So I think our initial thing was like, you know, we pulled off that first EP ourselves independently. Let's commit to that. And, and really like push those those aspects. Uh, our drummer, Chris, he taught uh, myself and our guitarist, Jesse, how to like engineer properly, like gave us a like, you know, quick rundown, uh, sent me, like posted his mic through, like I demoed a lot of stuff on, on the mic um, behind me. I don't know if this will be in video format. It'll probably be in yeah. audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but, mainly um, audio, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like there was a, a period where it was like a lot of learning, which now is like, I'm so grateful we were, we were given the chance to like, for the whole world to like, as tragic as, as COVID was, it was, it, it put the whole world on stop and really gave us a chance to like live and, and take the time to learn how to be completely like independent as a band. Um, there were a few moments where it was like, you know, one or two weeks where we managed to uh, get like exemptions and the restrictions would ease and we could go to an Airbnb and write together. So there was like, you know, a little bit more like connection between us, a bit more synergy. But yeah, for the most part, it was literally like just sending back and forth all these ideas and, you know, would write back like, 
this doesn't fit the album. How does this work? So it there was just like a folder of all these ideas building. Um, and then, yeah, when restrictions eased, uh, in, in the end, we managed to all get together and be like, all right, we've got all these songs that we've like half written over Zoom and all that sort of stuff. And it was just making the puzzle pieces fit together. And somehow an album came together. I, I still have no idea how Love Language just worked out the universe it just gifted it to us <laughs> yeah and i mean you know sometimes you have to put it out there like that and you know i think i think this album's a really good uh you know to play on that you know putting it out in the universe this album's yeah. a, a good like play on that because yeah the feel throughout is this i don't want to say it's like cinematic in the sense that people are going to be like oh it's a movie theme by any means because it's for not sure for sure but like it's got this cinematic feel where like you can feel the album building and you feel the, the tension and there's so much raw emotion built into it yeah well that that was like uh and that's what i was saying it was the biggest challenge it was like we had all these these songs and ideas it was the hardest part about it and there's so many songs that i wish we could release that just hit the folder and i don't know if they'll make album two maybe not i don't know but there were so many songs that were like how do we make these glue and and we had to to just be like honest and and commit and be mature in the end as to what flowed the best right. um not necessarily in terms of storyline but just what songs would dynamically like carry each song into the next one to really uh accent certain moments because we could just like, you know, put like all the bangers at the start and it would probably get more streams because that's how Spotify and all that works nowadays. It's like the algorithm just hits, you know, first four to five songs. Um, and yeah, so that was the challenge. It was like there had to be a trade-off of like, obviously we had to put some of the stronger, like more accessible single type songs towards the start. But then it was like, okay, we really need to work on, on uh, in like a movie score sense, how does this flow? And will this like, by the end of the journey, will people still be invested in in the sound? Yeah, yeah, no, and I think you guys, you guys did a great job with it. Um, obviously with, with COVID interfering, it, it was a little bit of a different setup, but for you specifically, do you find it easier to write lyrics first and then put music to it? Or is it easier to have some, you know, some sort of, stem or something behind you to go okay yeah. i know where i need to go with this emotion um no so like the way we work is we'll generally uh we'll throw out like a, a keyway it's we'll sit around like there'll be like a project name right like a, a song title like we used mm -hmm. to just write stuff like butt poop like you know, <laughs> right. butt poop right. dot mp3 and open the <laughs> session and start writing uh nowadays we're like we're very involved in okay, let's like whatever we like lay down as the theme first is going to characterize the feeling of, of like the soundscapes and ambience. So we'll start with like, okay, this song's going to be about love because that's like, I'm feeling in a good mood today. If I'm right. feeling in a shit mood, then let's start a song that's a bit more dark and brooding. So we start with the, the feel first. We'll flesh out like some sort of skeleton of an in instrumental. Um, I'm just like full giving away all, all of our little secrets here. Yeah, but like, I, I, I just want to be honest about like how it yeah. came together. So uh, we'll lay down like the skeleton, get that flow right. 
generally, we'll we'll lay down a hook in the form of uh, rhythm first. So we'll find like a, a rhythm, like even if it's just like da 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 da, da and then we'll like apply uh, some like melodies, da na 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 na, like and and do it that way, like piece it together, and then based on that that overarching theme, that's when we'll we'll lay down some some words that connect in those syllables. Um, and yeah, the lyrics kind of form around that because like I'll, I'll, in the verses, it, I definitely have like a lot of pre-written stuff because verses are more adaptable, but th things like choruses and, and um, like breakdowns or bridges, like they're really like something you can, you can construct a bit more meticulously uh, just because, I don't know, I feel like it's a, a little bit more processed. Um, and then the verses and bridges and stuff like that are where you're like, you know, not to be cheesy, but like your soul can like really shine. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how we work. Yeah. Um, so getting into the album a little bit, like I said, I, I refuse to ask specifically about what any song is is about. But talk a little bit about kind of I think it'll actually be more interesting this way, because I think this is how the album feels for me. Talk yeah. a little bit about those like first three songs. So beautiful Lucy and Nighthawk, like mm. what's going into like this, this build of yeah. the opening of the album. Well, yeah, it's, it's super interesting that you bring those three up because they're, that's kind of like, so the album starts very, and even in, in the Sonics, like it starts very like mechanical process, like very like electronics driven. And it, 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 it has like this very like processed compressed sound um, and the character is is sort of like alienated, not feeling things quite on a deeper level. And then you have this liberating moment in uh, track two, Lucy, where it where it comes in and everything just gets flipped on its head, and it's like, oh, so this this is you know this is what reality is. So the perspective shifts, right? right. And then the track that follows, Nighthawk, track three, is like now that all these new feelings have come in. The character has now gone from this sense of control to just utter chaos. They're overstimulated, and it's like I'm gonna party and just have fucking fun because nothing matters anymore. Right. <laughs> um. And then yeah, the as the album develops, it's like really uh, there's like a stabilizing moment in in like around glow, like track six, mm -hmm. and then everything from there is like once once the character stabilizes emotionally then it really goes into like the introspective aspects of like what have i been doing my whole life kind of thing and and that's when it yeah it really goes down the the rabbit hole there yeah no and i i think that that's perfect and i i want to go back because this this episode is going to come out right at about the same time that the the album does um Sick. so we're talking about uh track four dopamine freestyle five is me plus you but mostly yeah. me and then uh, <laughs> glow after that. And I think uh, I think that's fine. you know, like you just said, like dopamine freestyle is that like fuck yeah, I'm gonna party. Oh. I'm just I'm here. I'm living. Yeah. That's that's and, the and that's it. the ADHD track, man. That's yeah. the that's the like oh shit, everything's coming at me. Like I don't know how to. I don't have time to deal with this. Like uh, I'm just experiencing all these new feelings, and everything is just a clusterfuck of like, oh my god, life is here. Uh, and and that song is like purposely ignorant because it's like uh, you know a, a standard human is like already had so much time to 
to to deal especially like coming out of adolescence and stuff right, you've had right. time to like to deal with these things the character from beautiful is like very alienated and and has always been reserved and then don't like by dopamine it's like yeah i'm a fucking machine like i'm just gonna like go for life nothing matters anymore and it's it's ignorant like it, yeah, it is yeah. an ignorant song yeah and then you know that flowing into me plus you but mostly me i think is is an amazing thing because like you just said like it's this you feel like they've they've been on this party rush this this just ridiculous high and then there's yeah. like oh there's there's kind of a counterpoint, you know, I, I see yeah. someone else. I'm, I'm a little interested, but I'm still worried about me. And this is still my story. This is my journey. Yeah. Like, you're, yeah. you're here, you can come along, but it, it's really about me. Yeah. And that's, that's like finding, uh, I guess, feelings of love within yourself and in others like that, that internal external switch. It's like, when you're overwhelmed with all these new feelings and new perspectives and, and stuff like that, I don't know if I'm allowed to reference drugs on here, but um, yeah, go for it. But uh, I had like a super uh, just over the top um, ego death trip one time, and that like really like for me personally, and I, I know the band has also experienced this organically through you know meditation and even just like experiencing life everything like flips and, and you kind of see things differently. So you see like what sort of figures are, uh, have been exploiting you for so long um, and also just how much you like you've been neglecting like your loved ones and, and not paying attention. So that, yeah, that song is like, obviously it's a very lustful track and, and it's experiencing love on a deeper level, but it's, it's also like, all right, let's pull it back and, and, and be mindful because this moment, like this will potentially end so i need to just enjoy it which is the but mostly me part it's like this is my experience that i'm having like you know i love you so much but at the end of the day it's like if this goes south i need to make sure that those feelings that i experienced were like authentic and i really got the best out of that that those moments yeah um and then coming out of out of glow you've got what I think is kind of the the apex of of um, conflict, I guess. Uh, yeah. We have trenches and then mm. superstitious fantasy, which you guys just dropped the the video for as well. And yeah. I think both those are like this, like you just said, in, in me plus you, but mostly me, and a little bit in glow. That realization of like self love and everything, and then there's yeah. this little bit of conflict that's starting to happen in trenches. Yeah, so that that conflict stems from a place of of guilt. So I think, uh, like, I don't know if you, if you've ever experienced something like this, but like when you when you finally like chemically balance in your brain and everything plateaus out, there's almost like an emotional delay, and and you realize, oh fuck, like I've hurt so many people in in my life and uh trenches is that moment like obviously there's deeper underlying themes um like on a surface level there's like it talks politics and all that sort of stuff but um in the character it's that's that's when that guilt sets in it's like i've yeah i've, I've really like fucked with a lot of people especially coming out of glow because it's like oh i've reached the top of the mountain i'm i'm this in enlightened perfect creature like i'm right. everything is bright and colorful and life is brilliant and then you're like 
but what about all the people that I'd, I'd hurt for so long? Right, and that right. guilt sets in and, and that sucks, dude. That really yeah. sucks. Yeah, for sure. And it, you know, it goes back to the cliche, like people at the top rarely look back at the people that they stepped on to get there. And like, this is yeah. kind of that moment of looking back and going, yeah. oh shit. I, and that's, I that's why Glow had to be in the center of the album as opposed to the crescendo at the end. Because it was right. like, it's like a false, uh, false top of the moment, uh, top of the mountain moment. It's like, oh, I reached, I, I got to my destination and then the whole album tumbles back. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, I think it's a, a great kind of narrative on how life really works. You know, like so yeah. often we yeah. see people that are like, oh, I got my dream job and then they work it for a little bit and they're like, I am fucking unhappy. Like, yeah, it's that false yeah, yeah, sense yeah. of. I did everything that I needed to do. Yeah. But you did the superficial things that you thought were going to make you happy. You didn't fulfill yourself. Yeah. And that like benchmark of happiness is always shifting. Like when you reach the top of the mountain and, and you appreciate everything, then suffering quickly follows and, and reaching the depths of your suffering, then comes appreciative moments and you up and down like that, that dualism of being like, Everything's good. Everything sucks. Like those two things are very like necessary key players in, in, you know, keeping you content and happy in life. Because if you were just living one static existence, like you'd just be living in grayness. So I feel like life is kind of like that. Like you have to, the suffering is inevitable and, and, uh, what stems from the suffering or like what comes from the suffering is, is moments where you like stop and go, Actually, things are, are pretty good. Like I have this, you know, things aren't as bad as they seem. And, and yeah, I feel like the album from, from pretty much track six are really like topple in and out of that feeling. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I totally agree. And, you know, Silver Linings is, is next up. And I think it's exactly that. Like starting yeah. to see like, okay, I fell, but there's a silver lining to this cloud. Like, okay, what? Yeah. there's still more here yeah yeah for sure um do you want me to talk a little bit about if you, yeah like, if you want yeah 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 so silver silver linings like where it plays into the story um that's a voice message from my girlfriend cass uh shout out cass <laughs> uh i was just scrolling my voice messages one night because i was like how do i bridge the story uh in a in a way that like makes sense because obviously like going into um I think it goes, how does it go? Superstitious into Silver Linings and then into the, the title track, right? Yep. So bridging those two songs, if, if those were just put next to each other, it'd be polarized. They needed to be some sort of bridge. And I thought it would be corny to, to put some ambient track in. And, and the band were the same, like if we were to just put some, you know, like soundscape in the middle, it's right. like it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't uh, break it down enough. So that really like that's, that moment in the album just hits the brakes. And it's like, you've been the main character all this time, but why, like, why you, why does everything feel bad? Like, yeah. so, um, the, the, what's lyrically the closing track, Love Language, which is track 10, the, the, it's a 12 track album, but lyrically it closes at, um, track 10 in the story. Uh, Silver Linings is, is kind of that bridge. It's like. I just, I just wish everything could be better and I had more fuel. And then love language kicks in and it's, um, 
it's like that moment where it's like really everything's going to be okay as long as I keep riding this roller coaster. Like I just need to appreciate now and, and this, this moment, like even though it, it doesn't feel the best, as long as I ride this out, like I know just, just from experience, like things will get better. I just need to ride it out. Yeah, no. And I, I think that's a, a great message because, you know, I talk a lot about mental health on, on this podcast and I've got another one that is specifically about mental health. But yeah. I think that's yeah. a, a great message where, you know, sometimes life kicks you in the dick. Yeah. And it sucks. But at the same time, like there's, there's a little bit of beauty, I guess is the word that I want to use in appreciating that I'm allowed to feel this pain. And I yeah. get this moment it, to, to exist. You wouldn't have that reference to pain or to, to beauty if it wasn't for the pain, like the right. underlying pain. It's like hitting those lows, it's like really you can only go up from there kind of thing. And yeah. that yeah. feels really good when you come back up and you're like, fuck, why was I hating life so bad? Yeah. Like, And you do get kicked in the dick a lot, but it's, it's, uh, it's all worth it. It's all worth it, I feel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, you know, like you said, love language kind of lyrically ties off the album um, yeah. And then we end with hide and seek and the rain, which are to me, like on the surface level anyway, it's, it's this coming out of, of the darkness with hide and seek, you know, you're yeah. kind of bringing yourself back out into the world um, after yeah. appreciating that beauty. And then the rain, like to me, symbolically rain kind of represents this, this resurgence Everything yeah. gets to be washed away and you just get to be free again and clean. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you nailed that. That's bang on. Like I, I can extrapolate a little bit on it if you want, but it's uh, uh, totally we, we kind of like s separate to because um, the first 10 songs really tell the story um, and the the last two are, you know, little, little like uh, Easter eggs to, to uh, my experience in, in my life. Uh, but yeah, the, the rain is, has like a ceremonial feel and it's, like you said, it's cleansing. It's just that moment where it's like everything is, uh, this is the close of the album, but get ready because we, we got some more stuff coming after this. Yeah, That's yeah. like what we wanted yeah. to end on. Yeah, no, and I think, you know, maybe this is me being like super cheesy and symbolic with it, but like some yeah. of the most beautiful like sunsets happen after the rain. The next beautiful thing always yeah. happens after the rain. Yeah. 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 Very symbolic. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Dude, we've no, gotten so deep in this interview. <laughs> Just I, know, and like... I didn't intend on it at all. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, no, no, it's, it's cool because, you know, obviously I, I want to hear your two hour explanation of the whole album too, but, um, yeah. but no, like I think, surface level this my hope is anyway let's put it that way that somebody yeah. listens to this podcast and kind of hears our surface level description of everything and then listens yeah. to the album and can just like visualize that whole story going out for sure for sure and like i think what i would want out of like out of uh somebody's first listening experiences is literally just a surface level listener i don't want people to go like fully into the philosophical side of it. I'd, I want people to listen to it and if they like it sonically, uh, like if it's easy listening and it's something that like feels good to them, 
that's like kind of kind of what I would want for the listener. And if they really like it, then that's when they can, you know, upon second listen, third listen, fourth listen, they can go deeper and deeper into into those things. But ultimately, like I said, it comes down to what you need from the music. And yeah, I'm sure yeah. certain bands, like for you, like uh, I have certain bands that I'm sure they weren't thinking as, as deeply, kind of like what you were saying with Dave Grohl. Like they weren't thinking that deeply, but the listener needs that. That's right. like in that moment, they need that from the song. So, yeah. No, and I, I 100% agree. You know, I know there's songs that, you know, we tie music is such a beautiful thing because we can tie it to all these moments in our lives and it, it can really be a soundtrack to our lives and it can mean so many different things. And I think, you know, I definitely have songs where I'm like, I remember the first time I heard it, you know, going through a breakup or, you know, I was in a dark place or whatever. So I've got yeah. Like these yeah, yeah. really it takes you right back. Hey, yeah, exactly. And you go back and you're like, ah, oh. but then at the end of that song, kind of like what we were just talking about with like the rain and, and silver linings, like at the end of that song, after experiencing it, I'm like, mm. oh, but I'm still here. You know, like how much life has happened after that thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, was that a question? No, no, that was, <laughs> that, it was, I was like, rhetorical, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I get it, you there. That, I get you. It's that feeling of like, kind of relief, I guess that, you know, yeah. at that moment when I heard, first heard whatever song and i was in a mm. dark place i'm like okay well life is shit it's always going to be shit whatever yeah yeah but yeah, now yeah. looking back it's like yeah life was shit at that moment but like, and it's like, it's humanizing like you, you, I, I feel like everyone goes through periods where they're like you know they'll hit like nihilist stages where they're just like what don't like none of this matters like i'm a human that's just experiencing things and this is all going to go away and th and then you have other moments where you're like this is what it's all about everything is you know this this moment is like by definition uh, in like probability like what what is the number like point zero 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 like repeat a one percent that i could have existed and and been yeah. a conscious yeah. being and got to experience all these things so that's like yeah. that's a that's a really good feeling when you when you're in that state of mind, but that doesn't, you know, that's like a very rare uh, moment. And those, those like little like checkpoints in life, that's like enough to energize you and, and keep you going. And that's, I feel like that's what life's all about. It's just love really. Yeah, for sure. And I think, again, the, the amazing thing with music is that it can elicit all those feelings and it can give you what you need in that moment if you're looking for it. Um, yeah. So now that we've kind of, you know, fully recapped the album, um, mm. kind of kicking back, I guess, as we, you know, start to wrap up here, um, yeah. kicking back to label mates specifically, mm. I'm really curious about this for you. Yeah. In it, let's say dream tour 2022, and it has to be label mates. Who would you want to be out on the road with? Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny you say that because uh we're touring with i prevail and emotionless in white in australia uh in sick. june so uh yeah to answer that question it's already ticked off <laughs> that's already <laughs> that's already lined up yeah uh that's gonna be so fucking crazy it's gonna be it's nuts yeah no that 
I truly didn't know that. And and I Prevail is one of those bands that, you know, the the very first time I heard them was the Taylor Swift cover, because that's when everybody heard them. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but that last album, like the amount of connection that I have to that album is insane. Like the way that Brian mm-hmm. and them wrote that album with like paranoid and like gasoline and all this shit like there's so much raw emotion in that album and i think it ties really well to you guys because like sonically you're not the same you know what i mean like they're of course of course yeah distinctly a, a hard rock metal type thing but like the amount of emotion that you guys have packed into your songs too is on that same level yeah, I think it's just taking taking the expectation off ourselves because, like, in COVID, there was really, like, you know, that two-year period where it, there were no opportunities being presented to us. So it's just taking that expectation off our back and being like, you know, we've already got a bunch of labels, like, looking at us. Let's just take the time to get this right and make it feel good because I think, yeah, ultimately, like, the music, it just has to be representative of where we are in in like in our state of mind and the point of writing and um how we can translate that in a way that's like authentic and yeah we i mean like some songs were obviously like trying to tick some boxes and and cater to like our old fans and and demographics that we could you know elevate us in in opportunities but that wasn't like the thing that overpowered the album like the album really like there was so much emotionally I wanted to get off my chest and and all of the guys were like that like we've all like grown up listening to like dream theater and the faceless and we're like you know all those influences is like we're not just going to leave those in the dark we we want those to like cut through and and for people to know who we are not just you know some band that's signed to a label and and is uh you know industry plants or whatever (laughs) yeah well that's yeah exactly what i was going to say with that is like it's clear that you guys, I mean, obviously everybody wants to make money, but you guys aren't just collecting a check. Like this, this band is yeah. a, we're going to write this song because it, we know it sells. We're yeah. Writing this song because we believe it. This is our life. Yeah. And I, I dude, I promise you, people are going to absolutely hate what we do in the future. <laughs> I promise you that because we're not like, we will absolutely not play it safe with everything. And we, we've just come out of a writing session. Um, and it's it's already just totally different so yeah i think like it honestly music music in that sense it really doesn't matter like obviously like you want to cater to your fan base and not disrespect them but if if you like the music you come across like listen to it if you don't there's so much music out there there's like billions of songs yeah don't get angry at a band because they want to do something different like we're all just we're all on a different journey and we're like two years from now we're all going to be different individuals we're all going to listen to different music and like different things so yeah i would say just yeah we're going to switch it up and people are going to people are probably going to cry about it but sorry (laughs) you know i think one of the things that i you know love about what you just said and it's something that i try to try to get people to understand you know like you can have a a super deep emotional connection with a a band's body of work. And like you said, eventually they're going to do something different and it's going to piss you off or whatever, but like Mm. to hate that, that group or that artist or whoever, because they 
grew up as a human being or they've evolved yeah. as a human being. It that comes from implies of entitlement. Yeah, 100%. exactly. Exactly. It, uh, so, it really does. So if you're listening to this, don't fucking do that because it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome, man. So the album drops May 6th. Um, that it does. Love so language, so, boys. Super stoked Let's for this. Uh, like I said, I've gotten to listen to it. I'm stoked on it. I can't wait for more people to hear it. Um, let's do kind of the the fun little outro before the final thing is going to yeah, be, yeah, yeah. you know, we know that the album comes out. You've got the tour that you just told us about in June yeah. for Australia. What does 2022 look like for you guys? Are there more music videos? Are you, oh, dude, this is your like Sean Evans, like, look at the camera. What do you want to say? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we'll follow the album up pretty quick. That's, that's all I'll say. I, th yeah. I think the way we'll keep this wave going and, and yeah, Again, if you like what we do, just tune in because yeah, there, there's plenty, plenty more coming, and and it's it might be a few curveballs. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I think that's a totally fair answer. Um, so then the kind of final thing is the standard outro, yeah. right? Like I'm gonna link all your socials, but where can people find you guys? What can they expect online, and what's the best way to interact with you? Everywhere, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, all the standard platforms Facebook, Instagram, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I think our Instagram's at Wind Waker Official. Uh, we spent years just memeing on Facebook, so our Facebook reach is stronger than our Instagram, and now Facebook is like this dying platform. I feel right. I think it's I, like kind of like a boomer platform, so yeah. uh, yeah, follow us at Wind Waker Official. Um, we'll try to get more you know, juicy content on there, but yeah, just anywhere, like any, just showing friends our music is, is enough. That's, yeah. that's lit. Dude. I, I can't tell you how many times that's my, my go-to for people is like, obviously we want you to go out, see shows, buy merch, all that stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, it costs $0 to share the fucking song and make somebody <laughs> else listen to it. And that matters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And people don't even realize how much it matters. They're just like, they'll see bands like, um, again, like I Prevail, and they'll just be like, oh, they're a big band. It's like, well, how did they become a big band? They were once a local band. It's it's word of mouth, just, you know, spreading the good word. If you like it, like put it out there and, and that, you know, it, it does translate. Even in, in the little the 1%, everything, everything counts. And I thank you so much for giving me this platform to, to share my story about the album and, and that sort of thing. Cause like, I know this will go a long way and yeah. Yep. Josh, absolutely. You're Anytime, a fucking time. Absolutely. Um, you know, even if you want that two hour podcast on the, the album to be on my show, I will figure it out. We'll do it. So yeah, bro. dude, let's just start a podcast. <laughs> there we go. I, I we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll uh we'll go for Joe Rogan. Yeah, awesome. Man. Just without the anti-vax. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and some of the bizarreness. You know, we're we're not gonna have yeah. uh, uh shit. What's his name? Alex Jones, the Infowars guy. Oh. We're not gonna have him on. Uh, <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah, we yeah. could go down that. That's a whole different thing. Right. Anyway, man. I yeah, gotta pee yeah. like so bad. You're, so you're like, all like, good. No, you're all good. I feel like that's a cool closer, right? <laughs> I gotta yeah, I'm pee. good with that. So awesome, man. Um, like I said, this will go up right before the album. We'll get you guys in touch and get links. So sick. Awesome. Lovely Thanks to so meet much, you, Will. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Thanks.
And that was my conversation with Will from Wind Waker. Um, I know there at the end I said this was going to go live just before the album, uh, but things changed, unfortunately, between when I had the conversation with him and when this was able to go live. So, um, but no, you know, again, huge shout out to him for taking the time to do this conversation, um, talking about the album, talking about things just so, so in depth and, you know, giving, I think, a lot of insight into um, the album, their process, and just how they love making music. Um, also, you know, if you guys really want us to uh, start our own podcast or have Will back on the show, uh, like we were talking about there at the end, definitely let us know. Uh, because I think, you know, obviously getting him back on the show, not going to be a big deal. We, we would love to do that. Starting another podcast, maybe a little more difficult. Uh, but if there's something that you're like, man, I would love to hear these guys talk about this, um, let us know, you know, and, and we'll see if we can't work something out and uh, get Will on the show, and we'll do this, you know, large Q&A format or whatever it may be. So um, definitely want you guys to go check out the new album, Love Language. Um, that is available anywhere that you stream music. So, you know, whether you're on Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever, go check it out. Um, it is a incredible album. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, maybe kind of like Will was saying, maybe they weren't given the best opportunity, you know, with previous stuff or just didn't connect with previous stuff. Um, give this a shot. You know, I think there's definitely stuff on this album for just about anyone. Uh, there's a lot of space in the soundscape that they've created for this. So... Uh, that's everything this week, guys. As always, be sure to go follow them on social media. I will have all those linked in the description of the podcast. Um, and yeah, you know, be sure that you're following us. Uh, give us a like on the Instagram post. Um, leave a comment. That's where we're most active. Uh, we are starting a TikTok. So if you have TikTok... And if you just want these kind of bite-sized clips of video from these conversations, give us a follow. It is, on again, on TikTok, obviously. Uh, and it's going to be with the username at Josh underscore YMTS. Um, so obviously it's me, underscore YMTS, being you make the scene. Uh, so you know, go give us a follow over there. We've got a couple up so far with uh, Maddie Mullins of Memphis May Fire from that episode. Uh, we are working on some from this episode. We are working on some from Musicians for Mental Health. Um, and yeah, I just think it's a, a pretty cool thing. There's also some thoughts going around of maybe a Patreon or something like that, where I would put up the actual video version of the the podcast, so of these conversations. So uh, if that's something you're interested in as well, definitely let me know, and we will see what we can do. But that is everything I've got for you this week. Uh, check out the stuff we've got coming up because there's some incredible episodes coming up. Um, and yeah, 
You know, as always, guys, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.